Welcome to the Texas Law Dog Podcast, where we will get you off, literally and legally. Your weekly true crime podcast from the criminal defense lawyer's perspective. Join the Texas Law Dog and co-host Akash as they venture into the nitty-gritty of the criminal justice system and explore how there may be practicable solutions to cleaning it up. Any and all content produced should not be construed as formal legal advice, used for educational, marketing, and solicitation purposes only. Some information may be factual. All guests have agreed to use their real names and likenesses. All views and opinions expressed by the Texas Law Dog reflect the opinions of Texas Law Dog LLC only and should not be construed as formal or informal legal advice by a practicing attorney. The Texas Law Dog will not get you off, literally or legally, despite what he may claim. All right, welcome back. Episode 10, Law Dog, what's going on, Azeem? Hey, what's up, Jason? Welcome back, brother. Today's episode, I'm going to run y'all through it a little bit. Uh, Azeem and I talk about GameStop. We talk getting kicked out of the mall. We get we talk about uh, some underlying political implications and some crazy Law Dog thoughts as usual. But we are joined by a very special guest, Hugh Brazier, a criminal defense attorney in Harris County in Houston, joins us today. And he will be, uh, or he joined us last week live in studio, and he will be talking with us. We talked about uh, everything from practicing criminal law uh, during COVID to crazy conspiracy theories, the law dog supports his belief in mer people. And, uh, we also talk about how Joe Exotic needs to lead the new Trump party. So you guys like, definitely to, like enjoy this interview. Uh, he was a great guy. We should have another guest on next week. So I'm representing can't stop. Won't stop for anyone watching the video. I'm wearing a, uh, I bought a GameStop shirt from a local business in Texas. And uh, it's a picture of the wall street bets guy. He's riding a rocket ship and it says GameStop can't stop, won't stop, baby. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's old news. It was so last week, but um, <laughs> that's the world we live in, right? It seems like the hype phone that died down within like two weeks, or is it still going on? Not even, man. It's been like a week and it's like it's dead. Uh, I think that the people. <laughs> have realized that you can't really beat big money <laughs> as easily as they thought you could. If anyone doesn't really know at this point, uh, we'll, we're going to touch briefly on this, but Azim and I headed to the first colony mall in uh, Houston, Texas, which is actually hilarious because I grew up, I grew up walking those hallways, man. I, uh, you know, in middle school, that was the place where you went and hung out, right? It was the mall yeah. and um, shit. I had like a hookup at, great American cookies. I had, uh, I knew the lady, she would give me like free icy and a cookie. And like, wow. but the worst part about what we're about to talk about, um, <clears throat> which was that we were kicked out of the mall, uh, almost immediately. But the worst part about my entire day was, uh, there's a, I don't know. Did you come in through the food court? I, I'm no, I like walk. I walked past the food court though. Yeah. So when I walked in, like the first thing I noticed was my favorite. There is my, like, there is a place in the mall. It's called Sarku Japan. And it's like this, it's, it's this MSG riddled, delicious teriyaki chicken. Like, like they, they fry it up on this massive, uh, 
uh, you know, like open flame, like frying pan right in front of you, you know, kind of standing yeah. there. And, and mm -hmm. so it was like somewhere where me and my buddy from high school, like every single weekend we would go eat there and go to the movies. And that was like a staple of my childhood and the place said they couldn't pay rent and it's done. <laughs> so like insult to injury, I couldn't even get my favorite mall spot place because it's permanently closed thanks to COVID. And we, then we promptly got booted out of the mall. Once we tried to ask people coming out of GameStop, um, why they weren't buying stock, but instead spending their money on stuff inside of the GameStop. And uh, I'd set up a little sign, uh, which was advertising a sale that day. Uh, we went out there. What day was it? Monday? Yeah, I think it was Monday. Monday of last week. So recording today is Monday, the 8th of February. And we went out there about a week ago. And uh, just to, because if anyone doesn't like fully aware of what happened, uh essentially you might have gotten like the news version um which is that these uh crazy reddit people were sort of trying to take on the hedge funds and wall street but really it was um this one guy on reddit um found a position by these hedge funds so these hedge funds <clears throat> they do what these it's, it's called short squeezes and uh, zim had you ever heard about any of this stuff like like the hedge fund shorting stocks or anything like this before this you're muted brother you hadn't you're still muted <laughs> when I, um, I, I haven't heard about those terms before but when i searched up like the gain stop situation i saw a lot of those terms being brought up well, like, tell me, like, your understanding of the situation. I think it was just that Reddit, like, kind of, like, we're trying to, like, make it popular and try to boost the stocks high. Like, uh, they were trying to just increase the stocks as high as it can go for some reason. So, yeah, you're pretty much right. Like, so the, the Redditors found out that a bunch of hedge fund uh, guys at this place called citadel capital uh had placed a bunch of short short bets on a uh on gamestop stock because it was i think up until like january it was trading around three or four dollars a share and it's it's kind of like one of those ones that was dying uh out and so i think that the individuals who placed um a bunch of bets saying the stock price was going to be below a certain amount were figuring that nobody was going to recognize, like no one was going to try and step up and save this company and that it would be an easy payday because essentially what they do when you short sell a stock uh, is you're purchasing the right, like, so say you're buying, like you're, it's kind of sort of complicated, but you can find good little uh, like synopsis of how, of breaking it down of like exactly what they're doing. But essentially like the, the layman's version is, they're borrowing shares that otherwise aren't out there to uh, cover the fact that they think that the price is going to be below a certain amount after a certain date. And so uh, these hedge fund guys basically, you know, this happened right after 9-11 uh, or like the morning of with the airlines. Uh, there were a ton of guys that had placed shorts on um uh, United Airlines, Delta, like, you know, if you watch the show Billions, it was built on that, uh, which is like the billionaire hedge fund guy, the main character in that show, he 
His name is Bobby Axelrod. He got all of his money by shorting airline stocks as soon as the first plane flew into the tower. So he made all of their money from you know 9-11 and profiting off of uh, the demise of the companies that fell because of it. So essentially, we allow this to happen. It's legal uh, because the rich have created their own rules, really, to, to operate. And so what happened was like when everybody lost their jobs last year, People wanted to figure out a way to figure out the stock market. So I actually had, I, I, I'm a Reddit user. I have been for about five years and like mm -hmm. I, uh, I got onto it kind of around the 2016 election. So like it was, uh, the like craziness of all of that going on, right. you know, or Trump was coming to the rise and like, it was just interesting to see. I, I read it yeah. for me is kind of more about what's being said and not who's saying it. Uh, that's kind of the way that like the message is that, you know, anyone can put anything out there, but it is moderated based on, um, which subreddit yeah, you're in. So there's like mm -hmm. a million different things that you can follow on this website and that all of yeah. it is about people, you know, you could, you could figure out, you could talk to people from New Zealand or Scotland or, you know, anywhere in the world, you can figure out what's going on at the same time, just, just based on this community. And so with the people that own Reddit uh, is China. And so that is something that needs to be like, <laughs> I guess, kept in mind throughout all of this, because what it seems to me like the, the what happened was this one guy uh on this subreddit called wall street bets which was like this it's this I, I i've been following it since like april of last year so i kind of been in on it uh so i can kind of explain to people like how or what it is but essentially it's just a bunch of 18 probably 16 to 36 year olds that are all just absolutely absurdly stupid and they're trying to gamble on wall street and so i jumped in obviously i could not sit on the sidelines <laughs> and uh yeah. i got into options trading I, I i learned how to do it and um i'm i'm back even so like i haven't made a, like a ton of money or whatever you know i've just made yeah. a lot of raw i made a lot of bad plays and i made some good plays but uh, I used Robinhood, which is like this app that uh, is it's it's essentially, you know, it was supposed to give the ability for the common man to buy stocks. And uh, it's like a very user friendly interface. It's almost like like a like a game, like a Candy Crush game, I think, uh, you know, yeah. when you look at it. And so <laughs> you've now given the ability for the common people to start being Bobby Axelrod, right? Which is the guy from Billions, the hedge fund guy who's buying all these options. I mean, nobody knew about options trading really until like last year. This started when it, when you gave the common man the ability to start making real money, uh, you know, based on these like wild stock swings, it truly, it got the eyebrows of like the regulators and the people that actually move the money. So I don't know what's truly going on here. If this is some sort of long con to tank the markets and blame it on retail investors or whatever, but uh, it's, it's apparent to me that more likely that's, that's what's going to happen here is that um, the rich people all figured like the common people figured out what the rich were doing. And so what this whole GameStop movement is about is like, essentially if, if enough people buy up the shares that, so the hedge funds, when you short a stock, like you're, you're on the hook for covering the amount of your losses. Um, and so what, what, what the Citadel capital and, and, um, there's one other hedge fund company that's involved, but like what they did is they essentially just 
disallowed the ability. Like, so they, they realized what had happened, which was on Wednesday, the week before last, uh, the, the entire, you know, gambit about the short squeeze came out and it blew up on Reddit. And Mm -hmm. so since then the moderators, the original moderators of the subreddit have been completely replaced by like shills. And so it's not even the same subreddit anymore. It's completely just propaganda now and nobody's even on it anymore. So it's already over. If you're trying, if you're, if you're wanting to get to get in on the game, it's already over my friends. But I, uh, it was a good run while it lasted. I mean, Jesus, it was funny, man, because there were so many good memes and gifts just about fucking over rich people. And like, and it was like, that's what I liked about it, which was, I mean, they use, they use like really colorful language and, uh, you know, and like there it's, it's, it's very uncouth. Um, from the outside perspective of our, you know, PC minds, but it, it was like, it was hilarious because it was, it was all of the regular people doing exactly what the like wealthy have done forever. And that's get together and talk about how to fuck them over. And so it, it immediately, you saw the media spin. They tried to, they tried to, to claim that everyone on it was an alt-right. Yeah. It seems like that's the go-to like if if there's something that the that 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 uh, threatens the status quo, they're an alt right uh, white supremacist. Yeah. Like that's the <laughs> easiest way to do it. Here's the problem: is that every single race, uh, you know, religion and creed is being represented in this subreddit, and so that was not an argument that was going to be able to hold any water. And it, truly, the only goal was to fuck over rich people, and uh, and the rich people can't stand it, man. They cannot have their game being played by the commoners or they are going to lose their ability to stay one step ahead of them and you've seen that so what ended up happening is this this scumbag of fucking robin hood literally went out there and and on thursday after uh so what essentially was going to happen is this one guy his name is (laughs) his, his username was deep fucking value and the dude figured out that these guys had all short squeezed GameStop. And he realized that if enough people bought the stock and raised the price of it uh, like tenfold, that these guys would literally be on the hook for billions of dollars in losses. I mean, we're talking about an in, a theoretical infinite number um, just based on if the stock price rised enough. So this movement started wherein it was like, if we buy GameStop, these people will be so fucked. And like, Everyone was like, yes. <laughs> uh, like, I think truly what happened is, is like people wanted it to feel like a part of a movement, like Occupy Wall Street, but it was like you could do it from your phone at home. And, uh, you know, I think the big boys realized this can't go on. So what ends up happening is on Thursday morning, everyone's ready. Like they have transferred all their money into the brokerage accounts to buy GameStop. What happens? Robin Hood did not for the first time ever i think ever truly ever i mean i've never seen it happen before but the the trading platform completely denied the ability for regular people to purchase common stock or shares and of gamestop not only gamestop but a bunch of other stocks that reddit had figured out had been short squeezed like amc nokia uh to name a couple like those are the two big ones but uh, uh, what about um dogecoin dogecoin that's like a meme 
like, like I think it's an right? entire Bitcoin based on a meme, which I'm I'm long on that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, this in this day and age. So, you know, I think that it's been like an eye opener for the common person who otherwise usually didn't understand the stock market, which is generally mm -hmm. best seen as like a slot machine um, because that's what it is. It's 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 legal gambling um, on companies like well beings, and so. Mm -hmm. what what you saw happen right like the markets tank in march of last year but but all those ceos that got out you know in november were able to buy up all of those shares at an extremely low price and now the stock market's at an all-time high and and they're probably about to sell right and like it, it just makes sense because man it's so stacked against you to make money you know like they do in this country and the rules for thee and not for me are robin not more apparent. yeah cuz robin hood literally took away the ability like vladimir this the ceo who also, uh, coincidentally looks exactly like this deep fucking value guy <laughs> he looks just like him by the way uh and now i don't know what kind of coincidence that is but it's like Deep fucking value is this is this supposed like nobody. He lives in his mom basement with like he, he's out of a gamer chair. You, you see pictures of him with like a bandana on, and it's like it it it's, it all seems too scripted for me uh, personally to buy into the fact that this is what it's like appearing to be. I honestly think this is the this is the push to get retail investors out of the stock market um, or at least significantly limit their ability to get in on it. Uh, and you know, like it, if the P if the, and what ended up happening is the, the hedge funds on Thursday, when nobody was allowed to buy GameStop stock, um, the stock, it, I think it closed at like two fifty two twenty five the day before it was going to go up, man. Like if people had bought it in mass, it would have gone up to like a thousand, maybe five, you know? And, but here's the thing, like they were in cahoots with the hedge fund to just basically be like, take the fine. Don't let them sell breach the law. We'll take the hit. And that was cheaper than facing theoretical infinite losses. And this dude had to sell out his entire company. Uh, you know, he's dead. Robin Hood is dead. Everyone is leaving it. And like, yeah. I hope nobody ever invests another dollar with them because they deserve to die. They were about to IPO. And I, I truly hope that the Redditors now figure out a way to perpetually just bankrupt this company because they've already, but they did what they needed to do. They saved, because what, ha what would happen is if they hadn't restricted buying, the share price could have theoretically gone and skyrocketed, which would have short squeezed the hell out of all of the, hedge funds who had bet against GameStop up until the Friday wherein the contracts came due. And if, if the share price wasn't below what they had bet them against, which I think was like $5 a share or whatever, then they would have had to pay a theoretical infinite amount of losses, which if you, it, it would have been over in, in the hundreds of billions of dollars. So therefore it would have either gone bankrupt or the SEC or the fed would have stepped in and shut it down. So in, in lieu of that, they just, where they slowly only gave the hedge funds and the and the um, you know the market movers the ability to buy the stock, and so they 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 shut the the stock price down. They and so Robinhood over the last week has just significantly limited the ability for people to buy these stocks, yeah. and, and as a result, the sky the stock price plummeted. And uh, like as of right now, it's currently at. 
AMC's down uh, almost like six bucks a share. It was up like to 14 last week. But um, if you, like, honestly, if, if, the, if, if Robinhood had like GameStop's down to 60 and last week it was at 342, you know, like this all went uh, down and like the thing skyrocketed and, and then the, and then the hedge funds were able to just slowly every single day beat down the price because it's already over. Like this, like the, the squeeze hasn't actually been squoze. So they say, um, but the, the ability to, to inflict damage on them was, was completely shut out by, by us not being Robin able to buy stock on that Thursday. And um, that's what needs to be like talked about, which is, you know, that they've completely shut out the common man from buying common stock. And like that, to me, if, if people are okay, and then if they were to go bankrupt, theoretically, then the people would have just bailed them out. And so I don't know, man. And I just see like, why DC stays militarized? <laughs> because like, if they did that, if they if they bail out the banks again, I mean, and people stand for it. I don't know. It's just, it's like what, what, because then we're basically like just saying we're never going to fight back. And um, they know it. You know, I think that everyone's too complacent. But anyway, you and I, we went to the, we went to the mall. And so, like, my main goal was to like go and I wanted to just get people's opinions on the whole thing or even hear it if they had heard about it. And, we get to the mall and I, I put up my sign that was advertising like game stock sale. And I had a little uh, microphone and had you filming. And then like, what happened? Like right as we set up. Yeah. Right. As soon as we were about to like film the security, the mall security came out of no, like he just like came out of nowhere. We did not see him like for the first like five minutes we were like setting up. He just like teleports right next to us. Sir, you can't record on mall property. So yeah, that's how that. Well, I, I, like, see, here's the thing. Like you, you're right because I was honestly I had a play because I figured somebody was gonna come and say something to me. I was gonna be like, yeah, oh, yeah, those ruffians are. Uh, they just ran off that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the guy was like not in a good mood. He was pissed, and he was just like, yeah. and he was a jacked black cop, like mall cop, and he was just like yeah, he was not having soul. us, dude. He was like, "Fuck you, get the." Hell. I was like, "Can we record?" In the parking lot, <laughs> you were <laughs> like, like, "No." <laughs> he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And then uh, my buddy, who's a local news reporter in Dallas, texted me. He's like, "Oh yeah, I could have told you that, buddy. We got kicked out of all the malls. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it, man. I don't know what it is." But so then uh, we were like, "Fuck it." Where's a GameStop like five minutes away uh, near the mall? And so you and I figured we might have a better shot, like getting yeah, some there. So what happens when we drive there? We had went, we, it was probably like less than five minutes. It was like three minutes away, pulled up. It was closed. When we got there, it was closed. We were like, we were, we, we thought it was closed all right off the bat because it just looked dead. We turned around. I went up there, tried opening the door. It had the, it had the bars inside <laughs> locked up. It was, like it was just a perfect up. picture for the entire situation, honestly, yeah. because we stood out there and I'm like, you know, I, and, I made and a little video. up there again. It was funny. Coming to you live from a uh, GameStop. We just got kicked out of the mall. We had just set up our little um, sign advertising uh, very large discount that's on sale today for GameStonk. 
Um, if you then we went to another location because we figured that they would be more welcoming here. And then clearly you can see the future of America, people. This is it. Closed. There's no consoles. There's nothing left. This is what the news isn't hitting. I'm out here trying to ask fellow GameStop investors what their, what their plan for the future is. And I can't even ask them because they've closed us down. And mall security shut us down immediately and said, you can't film here ever. And they didn't like the looks of me, I don't think. And so here I am trying to get proof of people <laughs> on the streets suffering. This is the last stand. And yet here we are outside of a closed GameStop. There's, there's no better picture to paint than me trying to sell shares to an empty store. This is propping up retail investors everywhere. Uh, when the inevitable market crash comes, you can obviously blame all the people that are supporting GameStop behind me. So um, this is the law dog. We tried to bring you good content, uh, interviewing people on the street about their purchases and nothing. No, the, the, we have been censored um, and shut down. I don't think the first colony mall wants any sort of defamation. Oh, wait, this might be a lady from GameStop. <laughs> I don't think it's the owner. Oh shit, she's leaving immediately. <laughs> she just saw me. Um, Ma'am, there's stock on sale. Yes, thank you. Well, that was short-lived. They thought that they were coming to... Oh, Jesus. I'm putting this on my windshield. Oh, I don't want to... I'm gonna, we're going to get the police called on us. Um, we might as well bail now. Uh... All shares must go. If you haven't heard, GameStop, big discount today. Just trying to bring the work to the people. Trying to bring the power back to the people. And being shut down everywhere. Best of luck to the people. We had one lady come to the store. She had brought her two young sons. And she tried to go in. And they, I guess they didn't know that the store was closed. But we... Uh, we you managed to interview her. We, there's a platform called Robinhood. And you can literally buy stock. You know, if you have $5, you can buy some of their stock. But they took away the ability for you to buy it. And so now the common people can't buy the stock, only the hedge funds. And now they're shutting down retail locations left and right. And I don't know how we're going to stand for this. This is, a, this, is, this is my childhood. I grew up on this. Yeah. What were y'all planning on buying today? Oh, really? What kind of toy? Uh, Batman. Oh, Batman. Batman owns stocks. You know, we went to the mall and they shut us down. They said we couldn't uh, we couldn't talk to the people because they don't want the bad press, evidently. But it's gonna happen regardless or not. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on here, but it's a it's an outrage, honestly. Well, yeah, and they're saying it's alt right alt right uh, white supremacists that are the reason for it, and I'm just like. Oh. R and D controlled by the same people. Wealth gap. Money talks. Money talks. Money talks. And if you have money, it's talking. If you don't have money, then you're, it's none of your concern. And you think the politicians all take that money? Yes. For the corporations? Yes. <laughs> they make themselves richer and let the people suffer. See, they tell you get a degree, you go to a degree, you get a good job. It's a lie. It is. It's, you get the degree, you waste all the money, you get in debt, and then it's really hard to get a job. If you don't have experience, then 
you need experience, but you need to get experience to get a job. So it gets really hard. And when you get a job and they actually save up money to buy stocks and then they don't let you buy it. You're just like, hey, you know, and then I know you can, because I thought it was all a, you know, a scam, a lie. Sure. When I came and I saw this and I was like, um, excuse me? Well, right? First blockbuster. People aren't buying enough stock and we got people closing up shop everywhere, yeah, you know? You know, that's the only place where you can go and get your games, usually. Yeah, we have to support local corporate business. Oh, thank you. I like your shoes. They're cooler than mine. I really hope that we can get a message out to the corporate fat cats out there that literally these are the people of America. We're just trying to buy game consoles here and we can't even do it. Oh, yeah, and you keep feeding into the system, baby. Yeah, because that's what they're trying to do. They are going to start closing up little businesses. They are going to try and lie to them. Hey, you can do this and do that. We'll pay you. But then they're going to get more in debt, and that's how they're going to build up money for themselves. Is there anyone you trust anymore? No. You can't trust. The only one you can trust is God or whoever you have faith in. We are the people we do need a voice. We don't have any teachers or firefighters in Congress. No, and they're not getting paid good. Teachers deserve to get paid good. That's the way it's going to go if not enough people buy stock, evidently. I do too, man. I came here for a PS2, and then uh, I got shut down. So, man, what's your name? Kim, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And your, and your honest and candid uh, expressions. We honestly, we, we, we're just trying to cover what's going on down here on the ground. And, and truly, we need, we need good people like you in order to speak up. And because this is, this is the voice of America is what I'm feeling, that I'm standing outside out of a closed GameStop and we're asking for help. And yet we can't get anything. And so it become a meme at this point, people. They shut down Chuck E. Cheese. This literally needs to be investigated, people. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Suffering out here. Chuck E. Cheese is shut down, now GameStop. When does it end? It was pretty cool how, like, she, how she was, like, a common, like, just a like, common lady with, like, two, like, little kids, right? She and came. she immediately blamed the government. <laughs> yeah, she, and she, and she was, and she already knew stuff about the stocks because she watched. Oh it. yeah, she knew all about because of TikTok. So she was just saying like she, she learned about the stock stuff through TikTok, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, she was essentially just like the government already, you know. No one looks out for us. Like there might be politicians that say they do, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just us. Um, and that truly, to me, was a bit sobering because I. I felt bad for her, you know, I felt like, I felt yeah. the pain, you know, um, that is just she, helpless and hopelessness. Yeah. Cause she expects more from the U S government. We all should, you know? And I think that uh, people are just so, we, we just settle for less. This lady was like, she's, she's like, look, my, my kid, we, I, I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up poor and I, I don't want to be on welfare you know i want to make it on my own but yeah. like making it impossible you know for us to work with these shutdowns and you know perpetual lockdowns and it's just like it's like what the fuck are we doing here and so that's what i wanted to get out there and and, and ask people about was like not only the GameStop stuff but just like how they were doing with the pandemic because i think all of the shit you read is on purpose. Like, like every single every single news article you read is like for a reason. It's it, they're putting it out there for a reason. It's not news anymore. It's not to report the facts. It's to report spin. And 
that's what people haven't realized is that like the news they grew up with is not the fucking news anymore. It's, it's, it's all agenda, corporate profit driven nonsense. And it's on both sides. And so there isn't any independent journalists out there anymore who, who anybody in the mass can trust. So like half the country distrusts the other. And, uh, you know, until they realize that the common enemy is doing all of this to both sides, like nothing will change. And you, and that starts with literally turning on your politicians, because if there's a single individual out there who votes for their incumbent congressman, like you don't deserve to vote anymore because look at what you got. I mean, Jesus, you've got special interests being represented left and right. I don't see any fucking teachers or firefighters on the Congress floor telling the American people how it is. I don't see any regular normal people fighting for us. There's nothing. It's corporate special interests. And literally the silence about the GameStop stuff by every politician should tell you exactly who runs this country because it's, it's the hedge funds and the corporations that own all of those people. And the journalists run cover for the politicians who run cover for the corporations, who run cover for the hedge funds, who runs cover for the Fed, who runs cover for the central bank, which is the massive octopus that has put us all in the situation because we're beholden to banks. We aren't beholden to politicians, okay? Like we are on unsustainable debt course for 50 trillion in debt. You're dumping off this shit to the millennials who own 4% of the wealth of this country. And we own nothing. We own nothing and we're entitled to all of it, all right? That's how we think. And so until the people realize like, they're handing us a fat stack of shit and we have no way out of it because these all ancient dinosaurs are running up the debt that we have to inherit. Anyone that's under the age of 40 should be fucking terrified. And if you have kids, you should be doubly terrified. Like think about how this, this, this country is going to look in 10 years, just based on what you're seeing now. And, and if you're just sitting there shaking your head going, Oh, well, what are you going to do? then you're the problem. If you don't think that you have any power, you are the problem, okay? Like you have the ability to change. You have the ability to stop supporting this. You have the ability to stop voting for it. You have the ability to stand up with other local community leaders. And I'm not talking about regular, I need the people that are like self-made millionaires to hear this. It's, and this is like from the scale, this is like like 10 million and like down, okay? everyone's on the same page. If you have $10 million or less, you should be on the same page because literally everyone that's got hundreds of millions and billions of dollars, they're the ones that run everything. They run all of it. And you guys let them, you keep buying into it. You keep buying and you just keep playing into the game and you keep voting for one side or the other. And both sides suck. Like that's it until people see in the mirror where we've gone wrong and how we rely on our screens just to be the smartest people in the world mm-hmm. doesn't mean you know shit if you have an iPhone, people. Okay. It doesn't make you smarter. It just makes you more aware. And like that literally is something that even the Gen Z kids I'm seeing, like they're so they're they're smart because they grew up with with the ability to to access any sort of information they wanted immediately. Like mm-hmm. even when I was a kid, I didn't have that. You know, it was hard. We didn't have uh, uh, computers, like, like the access was not there. And so everyone's a genius now, right? So then we're all idiots, I guess, because then our education system doesn't teach personal finance classes. They don't teach 
Waco. They don't teach Ruby. They don't teach Cointelpro. They don't teach all, about all the times the government's fucked you and perpetually keeps fucking you. They don't teach you that. They teach you how to be a docile little slave who goes to work from eight to five. And that's why they ring a bell for you as you're a kid. So it conditions you to get ready to be on that Monday through Friday cycle where you're just going to keep going and getting your paycheck. And as long as you have your stuff, then you're not going to actually ever get mad enough to protest. And so that's what they're banking on. And they're banking on enough people not caring. Hey everybody, it's the Texas Law Dog. Welcoming back a uh, welcoming him back for the first time. A uh, very good friend of mine. He is a fellow criminal defense attorney here in Houston, Texas. His name is Hugh Brasher. Brazier. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Your name is Brazier. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Hugh and I were actually just talking about this. I, uh, I I've known him almost what five, ten, six years. I've been calling him the wrong name evidently for the past yes i'm I'm very well aware (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us hugh brazier that is B-R-A-S-H-E-R. It okay, looks like perfect. Brasher, but we say Brasher. Okay, I've been calling him Hugh Brasher for the last five years. He has not corrected me because that's how nice this guy is. So <laughs> welcome him on to the show. He uh, is very graciously joining me because I had him here last week. And how did that go, Hugh? Uh, we accomplished nothing. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? We talked about JFK. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that, but there was, uh, there was equipment malfunctions. Yeah, uh, as in I didn't have any. So <laughs> I've since corrected and remedied the uh, inability for us to properly record. So um, I'm hoping that this turns out actually okay this time. I have an actual mixing board, and I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but... Uh, it appears to work. So, Hugh, thank you for coming back this week. Thank you for having <laughs> Thanks me. for wasting two hours of your life last week. And I'm like, like I told you, I was like, I'm very happy that this happened with you and not somebody important. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. You're, uh, you're very welcome. So, um, okay, what should we talk about? I mean, you're a criminal defense lawyer. How long have you been practicing law? About six years. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I actually met Hugh, was it while we were out in Fort Bend? It was at, uh, oh, you know where it was? It was with, it was at the cigars. Yes. Getting cigar. It was downtown. Uh, what's the place called? Warren's. It's next to Warren's. It's the place Um, that McCann owns. Does he own it now? Or he used to, I think. Okay. Um, legendary trial criminal defense lawyer, Pat McCann. Uh, it was, so basically there was a little, well, I don't know if we're even allowed to talk They don't do it anymore, actually, so I guess we yeah. can talk about it. It's because it was where we would all, us degenerate criminal defense lawyers would hang out after uh, the work day. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I would go out there. It was great. I mean, you get. I'd bring some of my files, and uh, and there would be some le- like legends there. Like, you know, it's David Ryan, Troy McKinney. You got some hard hitters. Cogdell yeah, would yeah. show Cogdell up sometimes. <laughs> And I get to pick their brains on how to like try these cases, and so actually that's where I met you, which was at one of these little uh, cigar powwows. Yeah, we we're both just uh, young lawyers. Just <laughs> David Ryan was it. so he didn't trust me because I didn't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know if I can actually like divulge information to this guy. He's a fucking cigar smoker. He doesn't smoke cigarettes. (laughs) 
<laughs> so then I started smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took right. up cigarette smoking uh, that night, actually. So um, how has that worked out for you? You know, I quit like two and a half years ago, but now I just jewel. So oh <laughs> so, yeah, that's well. Then you quit, right? You yeah, I quit. Yeah, yeah. So you're, my you're doctor, not a, you're not my do- well, you know, like when they you go to the doctor's office, right? And they're like, um, do you uh, like how often do you? smoke and you could be like well only when i drink and then and then they're like well never heard how that often either. do you drink and you're like yeah i smoke <laughs> <laughs> that's very very true yes so um yeah i think that that definitely is a uh it, it was a good it was a great place to meet you because yeah. it was just a bunch of other degenerates that was when you had shorter hair and uh yeah. you came in and looked yeah. like you just like left it for a frat house <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> maybe I did, man. It's been a weird year. Yep. Um, it's been kind of a frat house around here. I mean, in that I, um, bounce off the walls trying not to go fucking crazy, but, uh, outside of, I don't drink anymore. So, um, as you're sitting there drinking a Bud Light, <laughs> Good stuff. this is audio only. He brought his own beers. Last time he came over last week, he's like, Hey, do you have any beers? I was like, uh, Dude, no. <laughs> and I always was the guy that had beer. I never matter what, I always had great drinks for people when I was back in my partying days. Yep. And um that's when yeah, you had the shorter hair and <laughs> no responsibilities. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes. Um but no, I think that I uh it's funny you say that because like I grew I never plan on growing out my hair and the pandemic hit and they're like I was like, Fuck it, I can't work on that. You ought to grow out a beard or a mustache. I did. Really? You don't remember that? It was disgusting. Or do you have one right now and no, I just can't see it? No, I, uh, <laughs> Yes. I mean, always. Usually. It takes about a month if you actually want it to show up on camera. But uh, I, I went like... Claire hated it. I had a... Um, I had a beard for like a month and a half, you know, or I, I, I spent three months growing it. So it looked like I had a beard for a month and a half. And that was in the fall and it was disgusting. It looked like a mm, prepubescent like Mexican boy. Yeah. That was just starting to hit puberty. Okay. That's kind of how my facial hair situation is. Uh, you know, like the thin, yeah. like uh striped mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. There's, I guess there's no curl to it. So it just well, I mean, if down. I grew, like I, I had a nasty stash the year before last, um, and that was a treat. I grew that out for Christmas and Claire hated that as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, just facial hair isn't really, you've never really had a beard. Have you? I grew a mustache for about a month during Does the it come in. Are you, started. are you already getting gray, uh, facial hair? I, that's the first place I'm getting gray. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And I went on a date and the girl told me that the mustache looks terrible and did not want to talk to me again. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Um, so I just do not do well with facial hair. <laughs> well, that makes two of us, my friends. So we're pretty sexy with uh, shaved faces, I, I got to say. And I'm glad this is an audio only interview. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a lot of work. You guys just have to trust it's, us. It's a lot of work, you know. We look but, incredible uh, right now. Yeah. I'm super happy you're here. I, um, I've got a couple of cases set for trial this year. What do you got coming up? Um, I have. Uh, Set, many cases set for trial, but everything's getting pushed back, as we know. You didn't pandemic. do anything in 2020, I imagine. Uh, did a couple of uh, now because it was right towards the pandemic. So I mean, dude, I haven't been to court. I went to court like two, 
maybe three times total after March? I still have to go with when there's the bond violations or... Oh, down in, on the court appointed? Yeah. Yes. Well, even uh, even with uh, retained cases. Where? Uh, you have to go where? In, well, wherever. If it's, if it's a bond violation or even if it's... Oh, a, you're not uh, a Zoom guy. Well, they, they won't even allow... I, I just go, I go, just... <laughs> they will allow it if you make them. Well, yeah, the client has <laughs> the to Texas be there, The Texas Supreme though. Court, no. For it, a motion to adjudicate and everything, yes, they have to be there. Oh, on a, on a mag, yeah, yeah, they definitely have to be there. So, have you, what has been your general experience, like, post-pandemic practicing? Um, I'm probably, it's like, just... Well, it's, I guess tell the people, do you work for yourself, or... Yes, uh, com. Mm, uh, to plug okay. it. All right. Uh, what are your thoughts like moving forward and like, so you still go to court. I've been zooming in most places. I do just for motions to adjudicate and, uh, well, you've got a lot of, of troublemakers. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and also, uh, walk through bonds. You have to do those. I was talking on a new case where yeah. you're getting retained. Um, maybe that they have a warrant out. You have to get the, you have to coordinate with the bail bondsman get the judge to set a bond and then they usually, so like pre pandemic, that was really easy because you could just go up to the courthouse and walk into the court and do it. And then now it's just become, well, every court's different. It's a fucking nightmare for me anyway. Well, the good thing is like certain judges don't allow it and, and most do now, thankfully. Uh, and it didn't always used to be that way. So for zoom, would, uh, Oh yeah. Well, and especially in the past couple of years before you'd have to go, Oh yeah, I mean, virtually appearing was in. like unheard of. Like that was, well, I mean, sure. never. Like, no judge I, was like, yeah, they can appear on Facetime ever. Well, and also as far as like you know, doing a walkthrough bond, like a lot of judges didn't allow it, uh, right. and so now they're allowing that. Otherwise, you'd have to go to the jail, turn yourself in, and surrender, and it takes a lot longer. Right. So it's like you know, it's for us. It's kind of changed the entire game because the rules went changed overnight you know yeah. and we uh we had to adapt with it and a lot of people still haven't yeah especially on the older side of lawyers sure. as far as oh, i've yeah. seen um you know whereas i'm like video advertising you know all of that stuff's the future as far as i'm concerned if you're looking at the actual data um you know as far as marketing and stuff like that uh you know it's this it's this kind of new media stuff it's the way to stay relevant i mean how do you feel about that kind of before, like, how did you feel about that sort of stuff before the pandemic versus after? Uh, I realized how much more important it is now. Yeah. Uh, before, it was absolutely important, but it's one of those things like where a lot of the old advertisements were kind of on their way out, but now it's absolutely... Well, like, and even just, like, TV advertising, right? Because, like, everybody knows Jim Adler, the Texas sure. Hammer. You know, you've seen him on commercials in front of an 18-wheeler, but, like... Nobody under the age of 40 really watches TV like people used to, right? You know, everybody consumes new media um, more than like most people like lawyers like that. You know, the, the uh, Mesopotamia, the... Um, say, say that again? Mesop <laughs> Why did I think of Mesopotamia? <laughs> What's that stupid stuff that you get in your lungs? Oh, meso. Yeah. Mesothelioma. Yes. Mesopotamia. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an ancient city, Jason. Well, no, actually, it's the variant. Uh, 
Yes, so uh, <laughs> the lesser known variant of uh, methothelioma is mesopotamia. Yes, um, that one's Those deadly. lawyers, you know, where they're like, you are done with financial competition, and that shit's all dying. I, I feel like, you know, like, that's run its course. It started in the early 90s when they opened it up and allowed lawyers to start advertising like that, and then now people, I think more people don't want to be sold to for legal services rather than just like consume good content put out by the lawyer uh, is what I've seen a lot of kind of like the shift, which is like people, people don't want to be inconvenienced at all anymore. Um, even if it means like having to set up a phone call, like they want it to be done for that's, them. Right. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> so you see that on like um, websites where there's like, chat bots that they're they're all the rage now right where they'll pop up and they're like can we have help you with anything like that people utilize that a lot more than you think they do especially older people on websites so i've kind of like gotten like the i'm seeing the writing on the wall right as far as traditional advertising and like the texas bar is about to revamp the whole disciplinary rules i don't know if you've known about that i i saw something about that especially with uh trade names yeah so like uh, so yeah. how law firms can advertise based on yes. their trade names yes. yeah so, so i don't know how their people do it now you know that's i know and i hope i can formally change my legal name to texas law dog to practice as texas law dog i think i think that would be a great thing and i actually just become a corporation <laughs> good you know that would be the physical embodiment you of, were never of our of before. our human spirit yeah, yeah. <laughs> We all just need to, instead of becoming machines, let's just all become corporations. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's more protective. Then we can take advantage of everybody. For no. Protecting I, the Texas I think I ought to try to sue you for something. And Good luck. How I, how I can get Good to luck, you. brother. Just you're going to have to go. You're going to have to start in the Cayman Islands and work your way across <laughs> Bahamas. Uh, <laughs> Bahamas. This is like that song. Just sing it. And that's where all my money is. So enjoy suing me i'm worth nothing <laughs> <laughs> which is true i mean nobody has any money to pay their lawyer right now like, yeah. have you been able to uh weather the storm pretty well financially um yeah it, it's definitely taken a hit um so but good thing is like my firm also does some pi work so what's pi personal injury Personal injury. Oh, yes. you guys hang out like at the, the hospitals. Like the Adler stuff. Yes. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you guys hang know. out. You guys, you guys hanging out in the emergency rooms. No. Yeah. Did you have an unethical? Did you bring your illegal. magnetic business card yeah. that you throw at the ambulances? They <laughs> 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 drive away. Yeah, that's. Um, but so that's that kind of helps somewhat. Well, okay. So you're helping old ladies that are like pretending they got hurt at Walmart. And shit. No, not at all. <laughs> No. Just messing with you. Nobody does that kind of law. Trust no, me, I would no, never have them there on are if they did. Out there, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Mm-mm. No, you're actually you're a good one. Um, Hugh, uh, you know, it's funny because I just spoke with a potential client today, and he was like, he told me he's got a DWI from like 2018, and I pulled up his case uh, online, and like the lawyer um, didn't do shit for over a year and a half, two years. It was like. She didn't file anything, not even a formal discovery request. Jeez. And then, uh, you know, he's basically like, I don't know what to do. He told me he was like, he, he blew a .03 and he just wanted to take a plea deal. And I was like, no. Negative, sir. Yeah. I'm going to trial. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he just was like, he hadn't even, he hadn't found a lawyer that actually like, because like, like so many people just, 
you can get conned, you know, in this business, like with the lawyer that you go with, and then you end up doing nothing, and then like you like you're out five grand, right? And then you got to pay another five to somebody who tells you they're legit and that you hope is going to fight yeah. for you. Yeah, and as a consumer, that's tough. That's a bad position to be in. For sure, it's why lawyers get a bad rap. I think. I sure. mean, because they there are a lot of bad ones out there that take advantage of people unnecessarily just for money and. Now it's even worse because, like, with the, the the solo shops like me, you know, like, we're getting pounded because nobody has any real money to spend on a lawyer or they're not prioritizing it because when people are getting arrested, they aren't having to go to court. Sure. Yeah, they always, they, they're setting cases out. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, we've got backlog in <clears throat> Harris County from, like, 15, you know. There's, there's yeah. stuff that hasn't been tried from 2014, 2015. So... You know, and with Harvey hit, that put us in another year and a half delay after August of seventeen. Is that when Harvey was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and that, and then this, this capitulated. The yeah. 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 Oh wait, we won it. <laughs> yes. Yes. We. Uh, we. Well, uh, they didn't take it away, did they? No, they, they could never take that away. Did they take it away? As it, did they win it for you? No. Okay. Not at yeah. all. I was there at Game Seven against uh, the. Nationals was it the year before last? Yeah, I think you're. Uh, yeah, man, and we were up, and then uh, we blew it. That was it. Was that was the capitulation of my Houston sports fandom? I mean, truly, it's brutal. Like we got you nothing. Don't like, uh, you don't like sports? I love sports, but I hate rooting for these assholes that are our professional sports teams in this city. Unfortunately, it's like sure. they were all owned by a bunch of morons i mean cal mcnair like the texans right like we were super pumped i was pumped i was 2002 i was in middle school you were probably what in college yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was uh Fucking Ben Wilder over here. Was, how old are you i was i'm 36 so i was graduating oh, okay yeah you're not that school. much older than me i thought you, you yeah, just you? You, you just seem way more wise than i do yeah, and you are. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's a correct statement. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, how old am I? I mean, you're not allowed to ask me that. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> What's your social security? You're the number? one on the oh. stand here, sir. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, I'm actually turning 33 next month. I'm pretty pumped. Ooh. It's a. Uh, it's a cool number. Yeah, it is. 33. Um, I feel like I'm over a third of the way through my life, though. Yes, you are. <laughs> if I make it to 99, well, I guess when we integrate with AI, I'm going to be infinite. You know, I'll be immortal. We all will. Like, yes. Me, uh, Elon's, not, what, Elon's what you, pr- proposing. Uh, that? What do you mean? What do I mean? The AI, like, that's going to make you immortal? or? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard about, like, the future? Uh, <laughs> I guess I have. Do you have any conspiracy theories you'd like to share with us? Uh, about you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have plenty about you. Uh, no, man. I think uh, I don't know what's the hot one now. Um, oh, AOC's back in the news. I think um, she's like the the Twitter people. I think she said that she came out and was sexually assaulted. It was something serious, and then um, they, there were people in her Twitch stream asking her for like feet pics and shit. <laughs> No, so no shame. yeah, the no internet is like fucking the worst best place in the world. It is. <laughs> because truly like you'll 
you can learn anything you want, but then you can go and troll a congresswoman about feet pics when she's pouring her heart out about sexual assault. So um, it encapsulates the best and the worst in us, I think. Um, which is funny because as a lawyer, you have to walk such a delicate line now. Uh, like look at doctors, right, in the pandemic. And that, like, say if you were a, an anti-vaxxing doctor, which I don't know if there are many, yeah, uh, many of those out there. That's not a good idea, yeah. Uh, generally conflicting ideologies, I think. But uh, for those of them that are, or I guess that maybe are skeptical of the vaccine or something like they're not allowed to say anything or they face the risk of losing their medical license really yeah well i mean like that crazy uh holistic doctor came out was a few months ago then a shaman or she a... was she <laughs> ran a an alternative practice in oh, okay. sunnyside uh <laughs> got it, got it. down there in the uh yeah like in houston and so she but she spoke out and then they I think the Texas Medical Board like immediately suspended her license. <laughs> oh, God. She was like, "This vaccine will is like gonna give you, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take away your ability to feel God and um, or die properly because once they activate everybody, you know, from what's in the vaccine in a couple of years when they turn you on." Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what she was saying and so like what a, what a time to be alive it's just the best i mean there's nothing is correct so you can literally just craft your own reality depending on whatever you want to believe i mean you can truly if you want in america you can worship especially because everyone's cat. like at home you know sitting at home of course. And there's nothing to do there's but nobody to blame so you can only problems. turn on your screens yeah. right you spend all day looking at your medium-sized screens so that you can go and look at your big screen screen while you scroll on your little screen yeah and this is 1984 <laughs> i know it was uh you know it used to be people had to actually kind of worry a long time ago about getting food and shelter and now well that's it man i've, I've talked about that it's like once the my like maslow's hierarchy of needs is met it's it everyone you know like the poorest too much time on the poorest hands. people in america have a cell phone and a tv and they're and they're obese and they're fat yeah yeah well it's... because they can only afford fast food yeah so they say or so a lot of people say, but I think that that's, that's a lazy argument. Uh, you know, I think that there's, there's obese rich people too. Oh, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <but> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the, I think we, people just have too much time on their hands. Well, and they have to create problems that aren't really sure. there. Yeah. Just uh, keep yourself That's busy. like what we've seen just in social media. I think in general over the last five, six years, right. Where you've got a, large contingent of kids that are comfortable that feel guilty for such comforts maybe or something like there's sure. an underlying reason that people want to feel victimized like there's this hierarchy of victimhood that we all put ourselves in right like depending on you and i don't we're white guys we're we're the target yeah. <laughs> we're the eventual scapegoat for all of our nation's ills i think um over the next few years so we don't have anything to worry about but for everyone else uh who is marginalized and actually like a minority in the community um which it's funny word minority right like is in the fact that like Harvard doesn't consider Asian Americans minorities. They can equate them to be white people. Uh, they just came out. Yale just came I out. Did not and know that. I think the Biden administration just came out and reversed, or they said they were pleased with Yale's decision to uh, explicitly take race into account in college admissions, which, um, 
you know, I think in America today, uh, there's a lot of arguments to be made that it should, and there's some that should be made that shouldn't. Um, just based on people's access to technology, it's kind of really helped level the playing field, but there's also a ton of social economic inequality that's obviously still going on. And the Democrats say they have the perfect answer, and the Republicans say they have the perfect answer, and yet... Well, I think you had the perfect answer. Obviously, I have the perfect fucking the answer. Bulldog. I mean, that's why I am who I am. Like, if... If they didn't need me to come save them, they wouldn't come call it when they will. Right? They're going to come calling all of you people. Yeah, there you go. yeah you, you didn't recognize me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I did not go to D.C. I, I mean, like, but like, imagine the kind of people that you had. Like, I never even crossed my mind. Like, I'm not even a Trump supporter. I don't even, like, the guy is a con man to me. What, why did you, why did you look surprised? I, I, I was just. Do joking. you honestly think I'm a Trump supporter? I don't know. I I was just. I that was label about will that. get you on a list for yeah, domestic I'm terrorism, sure. sir. How dare you make such a wild accusation? <laughs> that is not okay. You cannot come on somebody's own show and then call them a Trump I, supporter. That is like probably one of the worst things you can being, call somebody. We're today. probably being monitored right now. So okay, I. I mean, obviously, (laughs) I've got some weird ideas. (laughs) Uh, Supporting Trump is not one of them, unfortunately. (laughs) I lost a large contingent of um, uneducated people, but uh, that's okay. You know, it's like I I don't support any of them. I, I think that Messiah, like making our politicians messiahs on either side is a mistake. And we've just continually kept making the same mistake over and over. I think again. it all over. We just have too much time on our hands. Which... Well, like, what would you do to fix it? Uh, that's a really. <clears throat> I mean, Jason, come why on. don't you fix or the world for me, Hugh? If you're yeah. gonna say I'm gonna do it, why don't you? Yeah, do sure. It? I don't want to fucking. Well, fix I'm it. not the one with the hair. What do you mean? And, the hair uh, is the start in the, the podcast. The hair is the so. spark, baby. <laughs> The podcast is a way to explore how to fix it. I know. It. This is how we're starting. I need some of your ideas. I'm, I'm fresh out of like My idea was to ideas. cap capitalism, like to make it a quasi-capitalistic socialism system or to make co-opt uh, businesses a lot more prevalent, wherein um, you give rank-and-file employees the ability to get equity in the company a lot earlier. I think that that There's could be a, a good idea. a lot of companies that do that. Who? I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, Coca-Cola sure, well, doesn't. Think about all the uh, the big, you know, all the big tech companies. They don't they, do any of that shit. Well, they. I think when they were starting up, they'd always go companies. When they were start, well, no. The employees. way VC works is that they just get evaluated. But like in the early days, like in the '90s, when the big tech shit was starting, I think that, like when Teal and all those guys were starting to get funding for PayPal, um, it was largely hedge fund and investor private capital driven and then it just took off and then it like they just got in you know big tech kind of became their own branch of that their seat at the table right with big oil big pharma sure with no government regulation (laughs) i mean none because like they they cleared out the way to get rid of Radio Shack forever, right? They got rid of GameStop. <laughs> that was a great place Speaking to get of batteries. GameStop, did yes. you see my uh, my recent transgressions? It's uh, actually it's transgressions really, really worth seeing, y'all. Um, you get to see the law dog out there <laughs> in a really nice-looking uh, baby blue blazer. 
just harassing our citizens at a mall. I don't think it's harassing. I well, think I was just, uh, uh, I was inquiring about their opinions. Sure, but would you if you were them? Would you want to talk to you? Absolutely. I mean, if like I saw me, I would definitely want to say something. That's true. I, w- I would say something too. And I immediately set up, and they were like, <laughs> I I didn't even have the time to like. He was going to come walking up, and I was going to be like, oh, yeah, officer, I just saw those ruffians. <laughs> they went that way. <laughs> but the guy was so they're, they're pissed towards, off. Towards the radio shack. The guy was the... so pissed off that he didn't even, like, he didn't even, he, he didn't smile. And I was just like, he was just like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> and, I, and he just woke up that day, and I was like, you know, and then I had to remember that I'm actually, you know, I'm attorney and i got you know stuff i got responsibilities and not just a uh, influencer jake paul I'd meme. Like you, i like that you got out there though and did that i tried that you know i wasn't happy. trying to do anything nefarious i was simply just trying to go and ask people why they were buying stuff I, at gamestop and not buying the stock i know i just i like seeing you take initiative in life it makes me happy thank you i appreciate that i uh i'm, I'm starting to try <laughs> somebody As, has well, to we're here we're, we're here we're no one else is starting a podcast yeah except everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can uh show how to like you know do baked bread and stuff oh on, well, uh, dude no that was so like that was so april last yeah. year come on get up break I, we're on to uh uh we're, we're on to storming the government okay <laughs> yes there you go you know if you told me that um it's like the start of quarantine, like the first three weeks, it would be people, you know, making funny videos and making bread. And then by day 310, we're on Reddit organizing uh, <laughs> takedown of Wall Street. Life is, uh, it's about right. Life you know, we're on cue. I think aliens will be here by July. So, you know, by then it's going to be like. We'll figured out that we've been living amongst mer people, and the aquatic species is actually where the real aliens are. And I think if the people woke up to that faster, then they would realize that the outer space stuff's just a psyop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, you, know, you wanted to ask about a conspiracy. My actual that. conspiracy that I think is actually real is that mer people are real. Um, I, we don't know shit about our oceans. Have we you, haven't explored. Have you ever them. caught a mermaid when you're fishing? Or? Uh, no, I mean I've watched Little Mermaid, so that okay. is what gave me the initial inclination. Well, have you ever been out to the ocean before? Well, or? yes, a couple of times. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny. I was out in Hawaii when I was like a kid. Oh, I also oh, think sure, the sun changed. I think that's another one that's good. Um, the sun used to be yellow, like when we were kids. Now it's like bright white. Okay. We might have uh, two suns. It, it could be because our eyes are getting messed up from <laughs> looking at the sun. Okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm actually in the Truman Show. This is all a bit. You're uh, part of it. Yes, they sure. paid That's you. a great movie. Okay, yes. yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is... He was disinformation, by the way. <laughs> 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 the two suns, people. You need to be looking into it. Uh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, the white sun. Uh, I have been to the oceans. I haven't seen any mer people, but I do... Um, uh, just think that I have a hunch that they're real. I don't have any really? other evidence but that. So a person that has like gills too and can breathe underwater? Yeah, like I, I think that the crafts that we see a lot of times, you know, that are spotted, like UFOs and stuff, like they, uh, those are just, um, they come out of the water. That's why you never see them because they fly in and out of the ocean. That's where they're all hanging out. That's, wow. I think you're onto something. And like if it's fueled by uh, H2O, then theoretically you have an infinite power source. You were, uh, I, I, you know, you need to go teach at a college somewhere. I think you're on. Yeah, or something. I need to write a fucking fiction novel. <laughs> yes, yes. I, 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 yeah. Or start a cult. I don't okay, know. Dan Brown. Well, actually, I plan on doing all of those things. Okay, so, good. Um, will you join the cult? 
Uh, what's in it for me? Well, <laughs> exactly. That's going to be the name of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's either going to be that or it's going to be called, um, not that way, fucker. <laughs> Society. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be... Well, you went to school at Baylor, so... Yeah, I'm been... actually, I'm familiar with the course. Yes, I'm yeah. near uh, the Branch Davidians. You yeah. know, that was, when we were in, I was like pledging, they, uh, we wanted to go out there, but like they're legit. They'll, they'll, they got sensors on the road and they'll come out with shotguns if you go out there to this day. Really? Mount Carmel, yeah. Uh, I encourage all of our listeners to go out there right now. <laughs> go look up the compound don't, don't, that don't the FBI absolutely it. fucking t- fire torched and yeah. raised to the yeah. ground while there were innocent children, people yeah. inside, and they said it was God. their own faults. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I played golf the other week with a guy who was a retired ATF agent. Uh, he'd done like 20 years. He's a young guy. He's active law enforcement. He's a cop before that. And I was, I was giving him shit, asking him why, why he was wasting all of our taxpayer money during the uh, fast and furious gun running scandal. And he goes, you don't even want to know the half of that shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he was telling me, he was like, it was so fucked up because like, I was basically like, oh yeah, you were entrapping him. He's like, no, 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 we weren't entrapping him. We were basically just trying to sell him shitty guns. And I was like, so we could monitor. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So we could monitor the bad guys. Yeah. (laughs) The classic government is holy than thou man like truly like if, if <laughs> i wish people were like you know government schooling should require us to watch the shows like waco uh the one about the oregon standoff Ooh, what do you got yeah. there yeah i think so too you got it is that a snack yes <laughs> okay <Very> hungry <laughs> okay um no back on track i don't want to get too far into the conspiracy theories because like you will You'll you'll pull me all the way in. Besides mer people being yeah. real, I mean, okay. what are your like? Give me the likelihood of you believing that. Uh, there's not a chance. I can really not not a single iota that you give to the fact that we could have underwater civilizations just because you think we've already found them. I don't think they ever existed. Just because you can't breathe underwater. You know? Well, no, but not, that would assume that they're not human. Yeah, sure. So I I don't know, but they're yeah. Yeah, uh, but have you been to Antarctica personally? I have not. But okay, so then until you go and tell me you? that there aren't massive... No, but I know a guy who has. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Admiral Byrd. <laughs> yeah, he took a trip down there if you want to Google uh, Operation Paperclip. Okay. Or Operation High Jump is a good one. Uh, that was when they actually sent a military operation to go find the uh, lost Nazis in Antarctica. And then Admiral Byrd said that he met a bunch of aliens in Agartha um, uh, he probably at the was poles star- he was after probably, he did a bunch of peyote. Well, he was probably starving, too. And, like, yeah, I just couldn't think I promise I met these aliens, like, yeah, but really it was, like it, was just, it was a fucking polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened um, sure. with his accounts. He was also a Freemason, so those fuckers are always up to no good. Yeah. Uh, but they're evidently making everything better, so I don't know. Um, what do you think? About, are you a Mason? I'm not. Sure, you aren't. Nah, you definitely aren't a secret society kind of guy. Do I? Yes. With his hair? Yes. Oh, please. No, you have to actually better yourself if you you want to be a mason. You look like a young actual rose (laughs) with that hair. Do I really? Yes. Oh, man, I wish I had half the money that motherfucker did or half the talent or any of the talent, honestly. Well, well, that half's in the Caymans. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not there yet, but it's set up to go there. It'll be there. Yes, one day. One day I will be. wealthy enough to have an offshore bank account <laughs> or even figure out how to get one. You know, yeah. I feel like that's such a hassle. I mean, it's whether, probably whether easier than you $10 in it or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just take your piggy bank and <laughs> it's 
pretty much all I have right now. I need to go to Coinstar. Thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, man. I think that it's... <laughs> Are you still renting a Blu-ray disc at the uh, Red Stop next to the Coinstar? Oh, absolutely. Machine? Well, I've actually gotten back into DVDs. So. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, yes. so uh, I went and I bought The Office on DVD because they took it off of Netflix. Or Claire bought it for me, actually, for my uh, birthday last year. Okay. And I got to say, watching stuff on discs again is very inconvenient. Yes. Um, like getting out of your chair and then taking the – it's only four episodes at a time too. So you, Oh, man. It's brutal because Gosh. like, you know, you get into those sessions right where it would ask if you kept – if you click – you continue watching yes. but you've clicked it like six times and you're a complete piece of shit. And now you actually like have to admit you're a complete piece of shit because you got to get up and change the discs out every four episodes. So for me, it's been a real treat, not only for the bonus commentary and features that the DVD con- like content has, but just the nostalgia of it's almost like having to go and rewind, you know, something after watching it if you want to watch I, it again. I think you need to start a, like a blockbuster fl- franchise here. You know, um, that's starting to, I think that that'll actually be on the comeback. I, well, with Reddit, yes. I think that's on its way up again. <laughs> Should you and I just re-imbibe? Re, re well, we'll, we'll use your money from the Caymans. But we all- I see you're holding a dog. What's Yeah, uh, oh, I've had a dog in my arms this whole interview. I did not way. notice. And uh, she she's, looked up. she's my um, MC, man, so she's, she's pretty chill. But I, uh, she's the worst dog of all time. <laughs> Really? I, she's my ex-wife's dog, so... Do you still love her? Or? What, my ex-wife? Well, both. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, I do love this dog very much. She was... Uh, I got her and her sister. I, I ordered a dog, and my ex-wife was an only child, and she needed her own dog, Just too. Just like you. Yeah, it was a big mistake. It's why it's an ex. Uh, not marrying an ex-wife. Not marrying an ex-wife. Not marrying an only child the next time around. That's a lot of double negatives. Yeah. I, well, I'm Mr. Double Negative. That's my middle name. Mr. Not Middle Name. I, uh, I'm marrying a not only child um, for the second go-around, uh, and I'm very, very happy about that. But my experience uh, buying a dog was I perch- I wanted my own dog, and then she said, well, I'm getting my own dog too. So we got two dogs. Uh, one's a Maltese-Yorkie mix, and the other's a Golden Doodle. Um, so they are, we rescued them from their, uh, from the breeder. And, uh, so we, we, we felt good about that, you know, I'm glad you feel good about that. Yeah. So, you know, breed bred dogs need to be rescued too. So we, uh, we, we took them home and, uh, they're hypoallergenic rescue bred dogs. And so, uh, you know, they, they're the worst, this little dog, um, she loves killing squirrels and, uh, She's like um, bred to like be a, uh, like a factory a mouse, like like sweeper, and so she, besides terrorizing us, and um, she has IBS and uh, a low. She had a, a loose sphincter after she was uh, fixed, so she has to take estrogen pills <laughs> it's, it's like, once it's a like, week, well, and then and then and then she has allergies, so she has an allergy pill. Well, well don't she have to do the same? <laughs> yes. so it's like, oh, it's like, like giving pills to your grandmother for this dog. Truly, like it's uh, <laughs> I've I've now like, it's really she's prepared me for kids, like because she's a special needs dog, pretty much, and so like she truly uh, has taught me some patience that I didn't otherwise have. 
they're not the best trained because I'm not, you know, a well-trained individual either. So, uh, they like to, well, they're very friendly. They like Baylor, the golden doodle, she'll jump on people. And like, that's her only vice. Like I'll bring her to a dog park and instead of messing with any dog, she'll just go jump on every human being in the dog park. Mm. So that notwithstanding they're, they're, they bring happiness to my life. Um, that's good. But they're like one step down from having a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Same, they're I mean, cheaper. Similar. I mean, like, and they're easier than a kid. Oh, I would. I mean, it's another human being. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but dogs are the best because they have to love you no matter what. And I sure. need that because, you know, I'm me. Yeah. And you're saying you're not easy to love. Well, I'm not the easiest. <laughs> <laughs> You know that, Hugh. Oh, wait. Tell them about the time where I made you look really good in court. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, it was all you. Uh, yeah, it yes. was all me. Of course it was. Uh, no, it was just H- <laughs> no, HPD. No, no, it was yes. all you. It was all you. It was all you. Yes, it was tell all them, you. Tell them, tell yeah. them about it. No, it was, it was uh, we, were, we were trying to get uh, you know, a piece of evidence suppressed, uh, set for, set for trial, and HPD, as usual, would not produce evidence. They took HPD. Yeah, being shady. Yeah, I know. It's not like them. I know. <laughs> and then the state, of course, you know. The, well, when I say the state. I mean the prosecutors. You know, they probably weren't that quick on uh, trying to treat that information. Even well, though, they didn't think a thundercat like you was going to announce ready, well, did or, they? Yeah, or the. the well, law you didn't dog. want to announce ready, or and I made dog. you, didn't I? Or the law dog. Tell them what happened. I I remember we went up there and they wouldn't produce it and the judge was very amenable to the fact. Well, no, you had already gotten the video suppressed. Yeah. And then they wanted to keep going despite yeah. that. And then, yeah, and I was just like... And uh, then she kept begging for a continuance and I, I was sitting next to you or standing next to you by the bench and I was like, no, do not agree to anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just whispering in his And she was ear. like, well, we're going to get the officer to show up and it was like, we're like, well, wait a minute. Like, how are you going to have him testify? He's going to testify to evidence that's already been suppressed. suppressed. And the judge thought that was funny. She uh, started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the DA goes, <laughs> your honor, state moves to dismiss. And what did I do? Yeah, you fist bumped me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right in her face. The, oh, man. The little dog. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that was great oh was man fun. well you wanted you wanted to be like nice you wanted to agree and i was no, like you I just put your agree. fucking no you put your foot on her throat Hugh. you don't let up oh now. come on jason you don't need to tell me to be aggressive that's <sighs> yeah, true i mean you are a pretty aggressive dude um like you're physically intimidating yeah like, have you been working out no i work out a little bit more i mean since the pandemic I mean, what else yeah. can you do when's the last time you kicked a guy's ass never lies Never. Okay. All right. Yeah, I forgot you're a saint. You I never am. actually. You uh, you're a prep school boy, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd that work out for you? Were it you? Out, I mean, I'm a criminal defense lawyer, now, <laughs> so it worked out very well. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yes. Yeah, so what made you want to be a criminal defense lawyer? Because you were just thinking you're a degenerate and you would fit in. <laughs> that, that's exactly. It. Uh, <laughs> that's generally how we all find ourselves. I, right? I, yeah. It's typically yeah, yeah it's, that way. It's, we it's we're all cut kind of from the same cloth. Yeah, uh, I was talking to Thesis about that when I interviewed him, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, it's like we just like talking to people, and we're very strange and odd in that way." 
<laughs> right? Like, whenever you get in front of... Like, it's not natural it's, to stand up not, in front of 60 no. people and, and ask them yeah, to not find your and, client guilty yeah, of something. Yeah, you don't see an oil and gas attorney, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not... They're, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's just money. Like, any time of a civil law or whatever, it just comes down to dollars. But this is your freedom. Yeah. So, it's you got to put on a show for them, right? Yeah. Like, it's a fucking... Like, it is your freedom. So, in that regard... You got a little more on the line than just money. And so I think that with our profession, that's why I think like true well, crime. We're, we're real lawyers, you know, at the end of the day. We've litigated a lot more and we're. Well, like as far as like the well, traditional, actually, like as Clarence Darrow would say, you know, like the the only true lawyers are trial lawyers. And that, well, sure. in the traditional sense of the profession, that's how you'd think of a that's lawyer. That's we are. You know, but there's so many offsets of like the legal profession now that don't even ever touch a courtroom and they make a lot more money that way sometimes you know where sure. sometimes i'm like fuck why didn't i do intellectual property law yeah. or something benign or like animal law yeah. i should have been the animal law expert <laughs> they offered, offered that in my law school and i was like yeah this is why uh, law school is a scam yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you can take bird law if you want but mm -hmm. uh actually i took election law and uh i thought that that was a really interesting course yeah did you take anything cool in law school um, just the basics. Yeah. So, you, like, you never got to do like I was one. Of, I took food and drug law. That was a cool elective course. I remember some. And now I I I know how much of a scam all of them are. <laughs> just yeah. having studied them, and to watch the media and like half of my friends just blatantly trust. Uh, you know, like scam artists is quite a fucking hilarious change of pace but it's to be expected in 2021 you know yeah. I, I realize that every decision that's made as far as a drug or a medical device it's about like it's paying people in order to get your agenda advanced I mean yeah. truly that's the and difference they share getting all your you information into a long term yeah. trial or proving you like there's so many different people that you have to pay off in order to like make real shit happen you know at the upper echelons of government that we all just carte blanche trust them no matter what you know so i think that as long as there are reliable sources i saw biden was about to um do a department of truth and i think that like you and i should lead it up <laughs> i think i well especially like that and the mermaids the oh mermaids well, yeah people. no so yeah. that way the people can actually know what's going on yes, yes you know um but now i'm actually i'm i'm, I'm relieved because we're gonna finally know what's what yeah, you know, as soon as course. as soon as Joe Biden, I mean Biden, as soon as Joe Biden, uh, you know, appoints us a truth czar, I think it should honestly be who would it be? You know, Mary J. Blige. I think uh, Joe Exotic would be great. Joe Exotic. <laughs> you know, uh, he was. Did you see that he had a limo ready for yeah, for I the know, pardon that never get, was? Oh, I was so, honestly more I was disappointed pissed. in Trump and his whole so presidency. Pissed. Honestly. Everything that he did, I was more disappointed. Not that he made fun of, uh, you know, a disabled person, or he called Kim Jong Un "little rocket man," or he shit all over a war hero, John McCain, or he perpetually made racist and sexist comments. 
But uh, the fact that he never pardoned Joe Exotic is truly the biggest crime against humanity. It, yeah, I think so. It's, because that man that has been framed. He, he, well, regardless, he's You so, watched it, right? You're a criminal yeah, defense lawyer. Yeah, but he's also so entertaining, too. Like, I just want him out and being... I need him and, out on the streets. Yeah, like leading. No, if they, if the people, if the media was smart, they would have him lead the new Trumpian party. Yep. Because what better person to put as the face for the supporters? <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> what better face to have out there marching your party <laughs> back to the glorious days that it was of George W. Bush than Joe, Joe Exotic leading the, uh, the front? Who, who owned Tigers in Oklahoma. That's who we need leading this this comeback to take on big tech, to take on the evil satanic cabal of rapist pedophiles, right? We need Joe Exotic to take him on. I mean, outside of him, I don't really know who else is qualified for the job, to be fair. Yeah. Like, like, uh, you know, Obama, you know, sounds pretty good right now. You think people would like him again as president? Uh, I think they'd rather have Joe Exotic. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I think I hope it's like I hope twenty twenty four is the Rock versus Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin, and Stone Cold takes over the Republican Party because it's like, <laughs> that, it's like that movie Idiocracy. You know, no, I just watched yeah. that. It's yeah. the, it's more fucking fact than it is fiction, man. Truly, I just read an article on the Chronicle, uh, and I put it on my Instagram. But it was uh, it was about the fact that. Um, Nine, 83% of Texas Republicans uh, believe unfounded 2020 election fraud claims, poll finds, which is a new University of Houston survey revealed that 87% of Democrats believe there was no widespread fraud, while 83% of Republicans believe that there was. And I cross out Republicans and put domestic terrorists because that's what they are. I, I'm just reporting the news fact, fact, factually and accurately. Okay. Uh, do you not agree? I think. I, did you not see what happened on January sixth? I did, but I. Really they those all Republicans, everyone that supported Donald Trump or voted for him, may as well have been at that Capitol in my eyes. Well, I think that's a very. And so we statement. need to treat every single person that voted for him like the guy that wore the uh, that, that, that <laughs> the horns. Yeah, the horns. Yes. <laughs> From the Simpsons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We need to treat everybody in America that voted for Donald Trump like him. That's how I view Republicans. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. So I, that's how, honestly, the media is portraying them. So I think that that's the correct interpretation if you're following Well, along. if the media is, uh, yeah, sure. Yes. Right. And they so I think. correct. Right. And so, like, and, and until they announce the pandemic is over, it won't be. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, until I read in the front page, pandemic officially over. Oh, thank God! You yeah. know, finally, you know, it'll happen just one day, just like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that that uh, it's funny you mentioned idiocracy because wasn't that Dax Shepard that was in it, where he's like sitting in his living room and he crashes in there, and he's like, "Oh, this is so inconvenient." <laughs> it's a guy that crashes into your living room from the future or from yeah. the past. <laughs> Fuck, I love that movie. If you haven't seen Idiocracy, you've got to go watch it. It's, it's a lot of parallels. really holds it. up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wally, Wally's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that one? I The Pixar movie. Parts of it. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that holds a lot of to, truth in it I may these need to days. I stream that tonight. 
may want to refresh. It's more of a history lesson. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. It's, it's been almost an hour. Hugh, you, you came and we, we were going to talk about criminal came, defense, but we, uh, I saw and I conquered. no, <laughs> you, you, you saw into the, uh, well, now you know the truth about murder people. Yes. Two I, sons. I've learned a lot. And we talked some criminal defense law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, I'll cut out the parts where you said racist things. And... Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> uh, Hugh Brasher, thank you for coming. Wait, Brazier. Brazier. Don't, <laughs> Don't let me call you the wrong name for the rest of your life like you have been for the last five years. Hugh Brazier, criminal defense lawyer, Harris County. Look him up. He doesn't have an Instagram. He does have an Instagram. He doesn't know the handle. We'll get that on the show notes. Thanks for joining us, Hugh. Thank you. We love you. Um, all right, Azim, we're going to wrap up today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Hugh. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he literally, uh, yeah, he, he came in and the week before I didn't have any of the right equipment. So he was, he was a very, uh, very helpful individual to come and help me and and give me some content and i appreciate you hugh for joining uh -huh. us and uh guys tune in next week we're going to hopefully be working on another guest and uh we are going to be talking um what are we going to be talking about weed uh hopefully soon and we're going to be talking uh with another criminal defense lawyer or two here coming up soon guys please follow us on instagram at tx law dog like rate subscribe i have Gotten my subscriber base up, Azim. I uh, yeah, I, I noticed. Got... Did you? Yeah, I saw your subscribers going up. You got like a few more, didn't you? Yeah, buddy. I'm at like with Spotify and uh, Apple and stuff. I'm like up to like oh, 55, wow. 55, I think. So thank you to the fifty five individuals who listen to my obnoxious, uh, heinous ass. I really do appreciate you guys. We should have some merch coming up for y'all soon. I'm gonna do some Texas Law Dog onesies. I've got tons of friends that are all having babies and they all need uh some funny onesies so that some hats some shirts um you know that's all in the mix i uh, i've been staying busy guys i've been i've been trying to just hang on financially but it's been rough so but i'm not quitting on myself yet i am dedicated to the cause man and i am going to keep kicking ass and taking names and i'm never quitting and so I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> and if they think that I am, man, I'm not. I'm not fucking quitting on myself. And uh, let's go. Let's fucking go, baby. I, uh, I've got, I got a bunch of leads with potential clients. You know, I've got guys that are ready to go to trial. I need to fucking kick ass and take names this year. We need to get juries back. Can't have another year of this. Or we're going to have so much backlog. It's going to be impossible to catch up. So, guys, thank you all for joining. See you all next week. Love you all.